Hi, Abhinav. How are you? Hey, Venkat. I'm, uh, you know, doing well, all things considered. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So, first of all, thanks for making the time. I just wanted to kind of talk to you about your experiences during this period, um, especially as it relates to your school. So, um, I really want to sort of start by talking about Brown, um, how that decision was made uh, to shut down the school and, you know, uh, close campuses in some sense. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, how it all came about. So um, anything yeah. that you could add, that would be great. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think, I think really what happened was, so amongst at least the Ivy League schools, I think Brown was the last one to make a decision on uh, how it would the whole uh, situation. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, I think in some ways that was good because Brown, I feel like Brown handled it the best amongst the Ivy League schools in the sense they kind of had, you know, contingencies for people who would not be able to go back home, mm -hmm. people who, you know, needed to stay back on campus. And, you know, they kind of um, addressed lots of the concerns that students had, you know, even related stuff like refunding the room and board and meal plan fees for the rest of the semester uh, and things like that. Um, so in that sense, the it, people were kind of upset about the fact that Brown was taking was kind of the last one to make a decision. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think in, in in some ways it was it was a good choice. So they had you know enough time to make sure that they were kind of covering all all bases and making sure that they had a they had a good plan to deal with the fallout from from deciding to you know shut down completely. So how did they how did they go about doing that? How were you guys informed? Um, how, what yeah. So, go ahead. so um, well, so specifically, the thing was they kind of um, well, they sent us in. Uh, so uh, I specifically had to come back uh, home pretty pretty quickly because of the travel ban um, in India, mm -hmm. and um, and so, you know, I, I kind of needed to decide whether or not I was going to leave even before Brown made its official announcement. Mm. Um, and so I sent an email to one of the deans, uh, you know, just asking them, you know, how I would deal with this because I really had to go back. Mm -hmm. And they were honestly super nice and they kind of immediately responded and they they sent like, you know, an email to all of my professors saying that, you know, uh, to kind of be flexible with me regarding deadlines and, you know, my academic work. So at least that pressure would be off mm -hmm. of me. And they also at that point informed me um, as well as many other students who kind of had the same concerns. As, as me, um, that they, they were going to be making like, you know, a large announcement addressing the whole, uh, whole college um, the next the next morning. And I think at around 9am, they sent out an email to all the students, in which they kind of laid out exactly what was going on, how they were going to respond, and what that meant for all of us for the rest of the semester. Hmm. And um, that's that's kind of how they they made the announcement. And I think um, another like good thing they did was obviously for students who like you know needed to get that information uh, before you know before if they had to like you know leave in a hurry, they did do a good job of you know assuring students that they don't need to worry about what would happen uh, to their academic progress mm -hmm. and that they could get back home safely. And then the academic stuff is something that can be worked out once we're back home and safe. That's very nice. Um, 
Now, what date was this? When around about? The... So I think this was probably March eleventh, mm-hmm. uh, or March twelfth. Yeah, I think it was March twelfth. So March twelfth was when they made you know the official announcement that everything was closing, and uh, I think yeah they were I think one of the last last schools to do it and i guess in some in it, it, it was the, the good thing was that at least like I, I know that providence didn't have any cases at at all mm-hmm. um so there wasn't any immediate uh like you know concern for for students at brown but they just you know wanted to like get ahead of it and ensure that as many people could leave campus as quickly as they as they potentially could just so that you know they could get back home before everything gets gets much worse how was the um, so tell me a little bit about your packing up and leaving from campus how, how did that go yeah that was it was honestly pretty pretty surreal cuz it was like in a matter of like 24 hours um you know i was on a flight back home and mm-hmm. you know 24 hours before that i was just going about my life at college like like usual mm-hmm. and so that was it it was it was pretty surreal and i think um, that that the the last twenty four hours it was also super emotional because everyone was super upset about the fact that our semester was being cut short and also that like you know everyone was just like you know leaving immediately and so suddenly when mm-hmm. we all expected that you know we would have so much longer before we had to say uh, you know not say goodbye but like you know ha- have that long break of not being with each other and right. this was I think especially in my case was uh, honestly everyone who lived on my floor in my dorm we grew super close to each other and so mm-hmm. um you know, it was it, it was emotional, and I also think that at least for me, they were they were all super nice, and so they said, you know, they they said that um, since I had like less than twenty four hours to pack up all my stuff, they said I can just try and pack up as much as I can, and that they would you know pack up the rest of the stuff once I was gone, and they would handle like the storage and all of that stuff because like we had to like clear out our rooms completely and so they mm-hmm. said they would take care of the storage the packing all of that stuff so they were super nice about it and and so that that really helped because if I had to like do all of that on my own it would have been much harder within that short 24-hour period. So once you arrived in India uh, how mm-hmm. was it? I mean um uh, were they sensitized to it or did you think that it was yeah it was it was uh honestly it was actually pretty interesting because like in the u.s uh everything was pretty relaxed um and so like it it seemed as though you know like as i boarded the flight um everything was like what was like usual and i think that could also be because i was probably leaving the country Mm -hmm. um but when i landed in india they had um so i think they kind of the plane landed, I think, in the terminal that was the furthest away from like the actual like immigration uh, counters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and over there they had um, like these, uh, so they had us like fill out this form with, you know, um, basic information about us. Um, and basically we just had to say that we have had none of the symptoms of uh, COVID uh, mm-hmm. in the past like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And they also had like, you know, nurses and doctors um, like as soon as we landed and they tested uh, everyone's temperature to make sure they didn't have a fever. And the doctors also kind of just seemed to be looking at people and kind of, you know, observing them, whether or not they were showing any symptoms or trying to hide any symptoms and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they felt like someone was trying to do that, or if someone had a fever, they would kind of, you know, they kind of just pull them aside. But for the rest of the people, once we uh, got uh, cleared at like the health health screening, um, then they kind of just, 
after that it was business as usual but you know before that they had that kind of uh thing set up to you know uh, make sure that they had information on you like you know the addresses of everyone who were coming in and you know ways to contact them and also they were like pulling out people who were um who showed sim- who they who showed symptoms or they felt concerned about and are you um, doing something new something different taking advantage of the opportunity <laughs> um yeah so i think i think uh so now that school has kind of started back i think uh there's there's adequate work from school to keep me occupied um for occupied for most of the time and i also think that you know um many of the professors are trying their best to make these online classes as interesting as they can and uh, for for one of my classes um my professor he basically makes each lecture like you know he he puts in a lot of effort so he makes each uh lecture um like you know like a professional like youtube video where he has like you know video clips and articles and stuff like that that he references and shows us on the screen and um yeah he he puts in a lot of effort to like make those videos and so you know the professors are trying their best as well to make to make remote learning as interesting as possible and um and 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 so i think that's that's uh, it, that's it's been it's not it, we're obviously disappointed that like you know we can't be having classes in person but i think that uh the the professors are doing a a great job of trying their best to you know either try and uh maintain you know the same feel of having classes in person or you know doing different things to try and compensate for the fact that you know all of the classes are now like pre-recorded lecture videos that we're just watching and 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 so you know i've got i've got school work and i'm also um obviously now i have a lot more free time and so i'm kind of i'm looking into you know things that i can you know do over the summer projects that i can work on things like that talk a little bit about your semester started um you are doing distance learning but this is not just distance learning it's also kind of time shifted learning because mm-hmm. it's um um and and so how how is that i mean obviously uh how is that working out um and what are the challenges and what do you like about it and what are the challenges i mean what are the things that yeah. definitely are not working it's it's um yeah i won't say it's 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 easy because um i mean i think the the university has taken steps to try and make it as smooth as possible by basically instructing all all instructors at the school uh and telling them that like you know all of these lectures have to be asynchronous so they pretty much have to be like pre-recorded and that we can watch it at any time Um mm-hmm. so I guess one advantage is that like you know say I have an exam coming up in one class um normally if I was at brown I would have had to still go and you know, like actively keep up with both learning and just the workload that I have in all mm-hmm. of my other classes but mm-hmm. now I guess I have some flexibility in the sense I could focus on studying for the exam and kind of push off the rest of my work for a bit and then you know catch up with it uh, at sure. my own uh, own pace so that's kind of I guess the 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 great thing about everything being pre-recorded but i think one of the one of the biggest challenges is that for for lots of lots of the classes especially some of the more more challenging ones you really need to work with uh with others um on uh, on lots of the on lots of the assignments projects and stuff that you get and it's mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's kind of it's i 
I think I can confidently say that it's pretty much impossible to try and do any of it completely on your own. And I think lots of these these uh, projects and assignments are designed su- that in in such a way that you really need to work with others as well in order mm-hmm. to you know uh, uh, figure these uh, figure these things out. And so I think the challenge is that obviously, like if I was at Brown, I would just meet up with people you know during the day and stuff like that. But now, obviously, it's kind of you know kind of coordinating across uh, time zones. Um, especially because even in the U.S., we have people kind of, even though it's not as big a, big of a difference as compared to like, you know, the U.S. versus India, even in the U.S., you know, you have people in, uh, yeah. the, you know, the, on the West Coast, the East Coast, and, you know, uh, in the middle. And so um, for, for lots of things, you know, just scheduling across the different time zones, trying to pick times that kind of work for everyone are, uh, is, is um, it's, it's, it's challenging, but like, you know, we, we kind of have fun with it in the sense, you know, uh, I, uh, every kind of if we're working on like you know an assignment or something we usually do this thing where um on one of the days uh, my friends in the u.s will stay up late at night so that you know i can work in in the indian indian time zone and sure. you know and then for like you know another assignment or project i will be the one who stays up while they get to work on their time zone so you know we're we're, we're figuring it out but that i feel like is honestly like one of the biggest challenges with with um the, the whole like transition online learning and us being scattered all over the place is that you know just just coordinating to like you know work work together is kind of kind of hard but it's it's something that we're trying to figure out yeah i can imagine i can imagine um so so you guys are what about um yeah so one other thing i wanted to ask is what about uh, office hours or the equivalent things or mm-hmm. um uh, tutorials or you know yep. uh, those sorts of things uh, are they still conducting those um yes. are those um so so they're they're i think they're um so i so for some of the courses what they're doing is they're kind of um so for example in my math class and my econ class um mm-hmm. they kind of uh have done it in such a way that they have um, equivalent office hours in both the, for, for people on like, you know, the, the U S side of the world and then people on this side of the world, they have mm-hmm. like, you know, like a two hour session, um, when it's, you know, or when it's in the morning for the U S and then a two hour session in the morning for like, well, if you're like in the Indian or like Asian time zones. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think the professors and lots of the TAs are kind of, you know, biting the bullet and, you know, just having to like sometimes stay up at night if they need to hold office hours for students on this side. Uh, this side of the world and I think um, for some other classes um, the the it, it turned out that like you know they have um, some of the TAs uh, are in fact students who are now um, in Asia like they've come back home and yeah. so they basically kind of split it up where like all, like all of the TAs who are in the U.S. continue to hold their hours at like you know the regular times uh, for the U.S. and then uh-huh. the TAs who are in Asia hold hours um, you know at the equivalent time, but like in the Asian time zone. And sure. so that, that's, that's been a good thing as well, where it, it, it hasn't been, it hasn't been too bad. So that I think they're trying their best to accommodate people across, across time zones. Well, that's, that's very convenient. Actually, uh, that, that is very nice. The fact that uh, there's a good distribution of students, mm-hmm. geographic distribution, which allows you to uh, not get as much of an impact, you know, being sort of mm-hmm. time zones away. For this semester, you have pass fail, right? But Brown always had that, right? It's, it's is that not true? Yeah. Or... Um. So so Brown, 
in general always has this policy where I think it's pretty much up until the third week into the semester, you have the choice to pick uh, whether or not you're going to be taking your class for a grade or whether you're just going to be taking it pass fail. Um, and mm. you can do this for any class. Um, and so Brown was kind of debating between making all of its classes mandatory pass fail uh, this semester, just like Harvard and Yale have done, or if they're going to be uh, just extending that deadline to choose whether or not you want to do it for a grade or pass fail. And if, and they kind of decided to, you know, just extend that deadline and let students choose. Obviously they kind of have had a lot of opposition because of that with people advocating for mandatory pass fail and even people advocating for universal pass where everyone passes all of their courses uh, this semester. And um, I think there was, uh, there was a significant kind of, you know, um, the significant attempt by students to get the college to uh, either make it mandatory pass fail or make it a universal pass system. But unfortunately, that uh, did not, unfortunately or fortunately, that did not work. And um, so uh, they kind of have said that up until the day before uh, our final exams start, we have the choice to uh pick whether or not we're going to be taking our class for a grade or if it's going to be pass fail. Um, and that's kind of the policy that they said they're going to stick with for, for this semester. So that's, that's great. Now, um, would you like this to continue? So if you look ahead and if for fall you have to do this, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it works, but um, obviously what would your, your choice would obviously be you know, on campus rather than yep. uh, virtual, right? Yeah, I think yeah. I think with with for the next semester, I feel like the general consensus is that most students are just planning to take the semester off if it's going to be online, because almost no one really wants to have another semester online, um, and so. Uh, I, I know wow, that, that's that's yeah. I know that at least at yeah. Brown, they kind of have this policy where you can. Uh, up until the day before the first day of classes for every semester, you are allowed to just literally just send an email to a dean at the college and say, I want to take the semester off. And like, you know, no questions asked, you can take a semester off. Um, and, and, and so I think most students are planning to like, you know, exercise that, uh, that and kind of, you know, just not, not just, just skip that whole semester because really no one wants to do another semester online. But I also feel like um, the college will go ahead and conduct that semester, even for like, even if it's for a small number of students, because um, they sent us an email just yesterday talking about how just from the past two weeks, they have had about $20 million of losses. And if they uh, are able to resume university like operations for the fall semester, they, they said, despite that, they expect another between 50 and $100 million of losses over the next financial year. And so I feel like the university will try its best to uh, hold a semester in person um, uh, because, uh, or, or online if they have to, because I feel like if they, they basically said that even if they do hold it like online, then they will be facing like, you know, they, it's a pretty, pretty large amount. And so I feel like the university is still going to go ahead, but I feel like lots of students will probably just take the semester off.
and i just wanted to kind of wrap up with asking you how you are doing i mean um obviously you're back with your family and so in some sense you're not alone mm-hmm. so i'm assuming that that obviously makes it a little more palatable mm-hmm. than otherwise uh, i'm assuming <laughs> um so how how are you doing how are you doing emotionally psychologically what's yeah, going on yeah um, certainly so i think it's 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 great that i'm back back with my family um uh i mean i had lots of uh, awesome friends in the us who were super kind and you know they they offered to you know uh, let me come and stay at their house for as long as i needed to um but i do think that it's great that i'm back with my family because we don't know for how long this uh sure. thing is going to go on for and i think I think overall I think I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. Uh I will say that in general yes I'm disappointed that this everything that's happening is happening but I'm also thankful that I am um you know privileged enough to not be severely affected by this in any way and to you know mm-hmm. kind of continue to go on with with my life you know without uh having to make you know too many sacrifices or too many changes. um and so i will say all in all i am i am doing pretty well obviously extremely disappointed but you know given everything that's going on uh i feel like i shouldn't be complaining and that um uh, i should you know i i i'm i'm pretty happy about how how things have uh you know turned out given given everything that's happening and staying at home um for you know over a month or a month and a half that has not been a big issue for you or that has it's, been alleviated by being with your pa- family um, and parents it's, and all. it's uh i will say that it's it's been initially it was as kind of a challenge because you know i had gotten used to you know just living uh on my own you know my own rules i could like you know in college you can pretty much do whatever you want um, <laughs> right, and right. and so you know just like things like um you know just just you know not not i in college most of us never necessarily eat meals at like you know the designated times um many of the sure. dining halls are open super late and you know sometimes you know you just wake up really late and you know you just it's it's you kind of just live life like you know on your own, on your own terms um and so you're right. kind of coming back uh, home and kind of having to get used to you know living by just like you know uh you know just just the normal rules like you know you have to you know yeah. breakfast at this time lunch at this time dinner at this time you know sometimes you have to help around the house things like that um so that's that's kind of been been a bit a bit of a, a change that i've had to get that i've had to get used to but um and also uh back home here i have a younger brother and his um i guess he's also super bored right now and his his the one thing he loves to do is you know come and interfere with my work and just like you know um and just uh, <laughs> you know try his best to piss me off and so it's it's you know there 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 are those things you know being back home but um yeah so those those were things that i kind of had to get uh kind of had to get used to i think initially like the first two weeks at least that was kind of a bit of a a bit of a shock like you know just just coming back to this whole thing of like you know having to actually live live by certain rules but but i think now it's uh, i've i've uh, had i've had time to you know get get used to it well um no this is great this is great um i wish you well um stay safe and um, enjoy what you can you know find the best in this of duration mm-hmm. um 
and again thanks for taking the time yeah of course. i think this has been very very insightful and thanks for being so elaborate in your descriptions so um i will work this out and uh, put up the podcast and i'll let you know in the next day or so yeah but thanks again and take care you too okay thank you so much bye bye